And oh, wait, before you start, uh, yeah, we're not starting yet. Give me a chance to say hello to you too before you ask me my first question. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that would be the appropriate way to go in an interview. The appropriate way to go in an interview. I I don't know. What is the appropriate way to start an interview? Go into an interview? Uh, I don't... Uh, What's well, your question? Uh, I was just echoing Raj's words. Oh, Raj's words. Yeah, he let us know that there was a better way to start the interview. And he was one of our first... He was the first. Our very first yes. interview. So we sort of fumbled a little bit, I think, and... Well, he helped it's, us recover. It's like the uh, pilot episode of something. The one that uh, never gets aired or nobody sees? Or that, uh, you know, maybe it gets aired and then there's a long break, a hiatus between, you know, the first episode where Jerry Seinfeld's parents live in his living room and Michael Richards doesn't have the crazy hair. See, I've and never there is seen no Elaine Bennis. Yeah, I've never seen that episode. I hear it exists. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the second episode comes up, and Elaine exists. Uh, Jerry's parents are recast. They don't live with him. And uh, we have Seinfeld. And so uh, Raj, who you just heard from, Rajan Kos, mm-hmm. was our very first interview, almost like eight months before we did our next interview. That's true. We had just gotten the equipment. He was visiting us. Um mostly uh to be a friend but we practiced interviewing him and it was almost a year actually before we would interview people again and set off on the road and um start our podcast officially we should maybe provide a little bit of background into who uh this interviewee is rajan uh, our good friend we worked with him at the library he actually worked in my department. He's a graphic designer, a self-taught graphic designer, and just an incredible artist. And you knew him as well. I did. I knew him before I worked in the library. A little. Uh-huh. I did. I. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a funny story, I guess, because when I uh, started working at the library, um, people brought Raj down to introduce him. Or maybe I had just started and he was starting after me and he was being introduced and we shook hands and I realized that I already knew him because he is an artist and he had been part of an artist group in uh, Yellow Springs, Ohio, where I lived. And I would sometimes um, serve as a figure model for the artist uh, so that they could draw figures. So I realized that Raj had already seen me naked. So we could... (laughs) You know, like, we became fast friends because there was little else between us two, you know. I mean, after someone's seen you naked, like, that's that's kind of it, right? Yeah. You have to be friends after that. Well, and that's how he or enemies. friends, you know. I, I mean, I figured that. You figured that? I figured that. That's you, good. You hadn't told anybody. He didn't tell me, but I, I figured. <laughs> so Who with, hasn't seen you naked? <laughs> me. You haven't seen you naked? I mean, I have. I've seen you naked. I like it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so without uh, further ado, we are going to play a few uh, segments of Raj's interview, uh, the very first interview that we ever conducted with somebody who had a VW bus, uh, kind of the pilot episode, if you will, of So You Owned a VW Bus. And, uh, oh, I guess we should probably say this. 
You're listening to Detours. Uh, hi, hi, Ryan. It's great to be here, and uh, I'm glad that you're now part of the of the uh, VW Bus Owners uh, Group. So, yeah, and it's my pleasure to be here talking to you. Well, actually, I've owned three VWs in my life. I had a Squareback. Uh, and then I had a uh, bug, but uh, in between those two, um, I drove a, a bus as a school bus, and that was from, I believe I started in about uh, 1979, and I drove it until about uh, 1982. Uh, so three years I was driving a bus it was probably a late 60s model, and I was driving it as a school bus for a uh, preschool in Boulder, Colorado. It was uh, geared toward uh, special needs children, and uh, they were two, three, four years old, and I picked them up and took them home in the VW bus. How did that work? Yeah, it was a, it was a private school. Um, it was uh, called Maple Tree School, and it was for children who had special needs, and they were all referred to us by the uh, social services of Boulder County. And um, we had a little preschool for them in, uh, in part of a church. And um, so four days a week, we would collect these children from around Boulder County, bring them in for an afternoon of preschool, and then uh, take them back home. And uh, my job was ostensibly bus driver, but I was also a teacher in the school. I didn't have any particular training except that I had raised a child myself. But uh, anyway, I was the bus driver school teacher. So uh, when you're driving this VW school bus uh, and you pick these kids up, you're just, what, uh, cramming them in there? <laughs> yeah. This was before before we worried about seat belts. In fact, uh, back then when I when I had my child, um, we'd just throw him in the back seat of the car, and he would stand up on the back seat and lean over the front seat. So, uh, seat belts weren't an issue. So, um, yeah, we had uh, we had that middle seat that was about a two thirds of a seat. I think it seats two adults, and then the back seat would normally seat three adults. But I think we usually managed to fit probably six or eight kids in those two seats. And and then I would always have an adult riding along to kind of help manage the kids while while I was walking up to the front door and getting the next child and so that the kids weren't left alone in the car. Plus, uh, they could be overactive children. These were special needs children. And uh, so it required an adult to kind of manage some of the behavior issues in the back of the bus while I was driving. Did anything ever go horribly wrong during transport? Or? <laughs> you know, it's been a long time. And, uh, you know, I, I remember it as being um, mostly uh, – it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily fun. Let me put it that way. It was, uh, it was a lot of work. And uh, I often look back on those days and say that was the hardest job I've ever had in my life. And it was only four afternoons a week. But I would go home exhausted from it, and uh, those little kids uh, would really take it out of you. When you have uh, six or eight kids crammed in a in a VW and you're driving across the county, 
And, um, you know, they've got some behavior issues. Um, there was always something going on. I can't remember a specific incident where, you know, there was any danger involved, but, uh, I think some of the, uh, some of the more difficult, uh, interactions were with some of the parents that I had to deal with when I picked up and delivered the kids. I had come from, um, working in the mental health field. I had been working for the Boulder County Mental Health uh, Department, and I was uh, working in the halfway house, and I was a crisis counselor. So um, when this job came up, I applied for it, and the reason, one of the reasons they hired me is because I had some mental health uh, training. So the, the job was um, put to me in this way, that it was my... I had to make an effort every day that I picked up the kids to actually get myself inside the front door. In other words, I wasn't, you know, I tried to not just uh, receive the kid at the front door and walk back to the bus, but I would make an effort to go inside the house and look around so make sure that the conditions in the home were adequate. And of course, there were a lot of situations where It wasn't that way, and, you know, occasionally we would report it, but uh, there was one one father who I knew from uh, when I'd worked in the the, uh, psych ward and the the local um, uh, psychiatric facility, and he'd been there as a patient, and he had some violent uh, behavior, and he ended up being one of the fathers, a father of a little girl that I used to pick up. And and uh, the first time I got inside his uh, their front door, which was hard to do with him, um, I, I looked back and I noticed that above the, on the inside of the front door, above the door, above the lentil, uh, there were three nails in the wall and there were three handguns hanging up there. And of course, I'm sure that they were loaded and that's where... You know, he kept handguns right at the front door. So, you know, that kind of spooked me a bit. And I always made sure that I was extra polite with him. And, you know, because uh, I didn't want to have him open the door and have a gun put in my face. But, uh, you know, for the most part, yeah, we were able to develop a, a reasonable relationship. And I think he might have, you know, come to trust me better. But, they had the sweetest little girl. I mean, she was so cute, and and she was very shy and kind of withdrawn. But, uh, you know, she lived in this home where there was some real crazy stuff going on. So it was a lot of driving. I mean, we were all over the parts of the county and the town, you know, picking up one kid at a time and finally make it back to school. I generally started with the furthest kid away, and then worked my way in to get the closest kid and uh, did the reverse going home. So the child who lived the furthest away, you know, had the longest bus ride both ways. And, um, you know, it was, you know, like I said, there was another teacher. So, you know, the teacher would use the time, maybe read a book to the kid in the back and then get the next kid and, you know, when you get too many kids in the bus, you couldn't be reading books to them, but, you know, sing songs, you know, we'd all sing together and, or maybe play the radio and, you know, just kind of a bunch of kids together in a bus. No seat belts though. <laughs> kind of everybody jumping around. It was, <laughs> it was, it was a different world. <laughs>
So there you have it. Our very first interview with a VW bus owner, our good friend, Rajan Kose, uh, graphic designer extraordinaire, and just actually a really interesting and wonderful human being who, uh, you know, and it's funny. It's just like everything else with VW buses. Like we did not expect, I did not expect Raj to be such a large part of my life when he interviewed for the graphic design position at the library uh, years and years ago. Uh, you know, I just thought I was hiring a graphic designer who had a really good skill set. It and turns out he's just an incredible human. He is an incredible human. And now neither of you work at the library, but you're still friends. And he's he, a good friend. He has cheered us on uh, the entire time uh, that we were on the road and making big life decisions. Uh, he was constantly a supporter. It's true. He was one of our biggest supporters and always said, go for it. You should do it. You're going to have a great time. It's all going to work out. And he was right. And actually, uh, Raj for um, gave us our wedding present uh, when we got married. He oh gave gosh, us a road right. atlas and uh, inscribed it with a very nice note about adventures. And then that road atlas um, went along with us on our trip and it's a little worse for wear and tear because it was the most used item probably really in the bus. We did everything with that road atlas, including keeping notes and highlighting our route. And it's kind of a important piece of the, of the journey. I think like it's going to turn into one of those things that we'll hold on to forever. And that was a gift from Raj. Yes. Yeah. We, uh, we highlighted every road that we drove wrote down the name of every driveway stay uh, that we stayed at and checked off every state park, national park monument that we visited that's in, in the uh, Atlas. And we discovered things using that Atlas. There were like, that was a great way to travel. Uh, You could sort of look at the Atlas and there would be these little spots on the map and you would sort of be like, wow, this is, this seems interesting. It's not coming up anywhere else on GPS or, you know, Google or anything like that. And we would select some of those and go uh, visit them. And then they were some of the most incredible places we actually ended up visiting. So thank you, Raj. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Raj. (laughs) Without you, we would have had a very boring uh, 13 months on the road. That's true. It would have been, it would have been, Less interesting. Yes. Yeah. So, Raj, thank you so much for the Road Atlas, but mostly thank you for your friendship. Yeah, it's like the Golden Girls. Thank you for being a friend. Isn't that their theme song? Yeah, let's uh, let's sing that on the way out. You you sing. I don't know the words. I just know, thank you for being a thank friend. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> That's it. That's the whole theme song. Until next time, folks. No, I'm. Uh, I I like your little bus. I think it's really cute, and uh, I wish you all the best. I think it's going to be fun for you to travel around the country. I think you'll probably, um, you know, it'll uh, it will be fast, but it'll certainly be scenic and adventuresome. And of course, like uh, like you said, you're gonna. It's going to be a conversation piece, and it's uh, so. I wish you all the best in that. Thank you. And thanks for yeah. everything over the years. All right. My pleasure. All right. And that is a wrap.